Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated, non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in anytime to KUST at mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling, presented by Tommy Media. On today's show, we get to know one of our own hosts, Andres Tejeda, interview St. Thomas Strength and Conditioning Coordinator, Stuart Bourne, and review games from this past week. Hi, everyone. Keep the Ball Rolling is back for our first episode since last May, and we're your new hosts. I'm Cam Kaufman. And I'm Andres Tejeda. Today, we wanted to let our listeners get to know a little bit more about one of our hosts, Andres Tejeda. Andres, I know you're from Chicago and that you love the Cubs. So can you tell me a little bit about your background with sports and about what made you fall in love with them? Yeah, so from the city of Chicago, not Naperville or Evansville or anything like that. Um, my first love of sports came with baseball. My dad introduced me to the sport. Uh, I've been playing baseball since the day I could walk, according to my parents. Uh, my mom said that when she found out I was walking, she called my dad. My dad went to the local Walgreens and got me a wiffle ball and a wiffle ball bat and went to the backyard and I started swinging a long, probably three times as big as I was, <laughs> a long bat. Um, and yeah, I've been playing baseball ever since, if you count all the years, about 21, 22 years. And yeah, I just remember playing with my, my, with my younger brothers growing up, with my dad. I remember going to my first Cubs and White Sox game and falling in love with just the beauty of baseball. Um, I think it's like any, un, unlike any other sport and you'll find that in all sports, the unique beauty of each one, but something about baseball just stuck with me. I played in 2005, competed in the early ranks of the Little League World Series tournaments. Um, nothing on TV, but just like going to like the all-star team, things like that. Um, and we were within that kind of right, but never moved forward from that. Played a little bit at my old college at Loyola University of Chicago with a club team. Um, and I've just been finding ways to play baseball ever since now. I just play with my roommates. I live in the, the dorm right outside of the baseball field. And uh, we had, what, 50, 49 degrees a couple of days ago. And so yeah. we went out there and with the snow on the ground and just hit some baseballs. And uh, yeah, it's just something I've always loved. And I will play as long as I can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, as a softball player, I love hearing that. So mm -hmm. that's super cool. So I know you're crazy busy in the sports world here. Can you tell our listeners anything about what you do with Tommy Sports or with sports involved with Tommy Media? Yeah, so I work with Tommy Sports and Tommy Media. Tommy Sports, I'm the broadcaster, I'm a producer and a camera operator. We do all the home games. So anytime that the Tommies are home, we're on the air on the Tommy Sports app. And yeah, so I've really enjoyed that. I've learned so much about sports in that way. Um, I never thought I'd ever enjoy calling hockey. I didn't know what hockey was until a few years ago. Didn't know who the Chicago Blackhawks were until about 2009. And then we had a dynasty. So that was fun. And then, yeah, just learning the rules of volleyball, basketball, learning all that. And then coming to Tommy, Tommy Media, just learning to write for sports. I've always yeah. been wanting to be involved in the sports world. When I was younger, I wanted to play baseball professionally. Um, that is no longer the case, but I would love to still be around it. 
Um, still looking at different places. I actually even worked with the Chicago Cubs in 2015-2016 as a parking and transportation ambassador and I talked to the broadcasters, talked to the front office people, just how they get there, trying to learn and just build connections with people. And so I've always loved just getting involved and that's where I most likely want to end up is somewhere within the sports broadcasting world, whether that's radio, television, sideline reporting, literally anything. And so um, I think I really got my exposure to work in sports was when I was in high school, just doing a part-time job for the Chicago Cubs and building that family. So yeah, it's it's just been super busy since high school, since I came here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. I Yeah, I really like that a lot. I think that that sounds super awesome. And so you kind of already led into my last question that I had for you about what you want to do after graduation. And so um, I know you said something relating to sports. Yeah. Um, do you want to work mainly with baseball? Is it more like any sports, um, ESPN type of thing? Yeah, the, the goal would definitely be a broadcaster for any sort of Major League Baseball team. It'd be great to work with the Cubs and even the White Sox as a <laughs> Cubs fan. Um, but yeah, just working as a broadcaster. But again, like you said, any exposure there, any sort of experience. I'm currently applying at, to a whole bunch of internships with uh, the new AAA affiliate of the Twins, the St. Paul Saints, yeah. and even the Minnesota Twins with their broadcasting internship. And uh, I think with COVID-19, it's just been so tough to even like put those out. So I'm putting everything I can out there just to try to get some sort of experience by the time I'm graduating, maybe live up here, maybe go back to Chicago. I've even looked out to the Southwest part of the United States working. I even, where was it? The Albuquerque isotopes was even a place I looked at. But yeah, baseball would definitely be the place I would like to be at. I mean, even working for the Associated Press, Sports, MLB Network, ESPN, Sports Center, those are all like just dreams, you know? Yeah. Um, and so if I can make those a reality with my time here in Tommy Media, with Keep the Ball Rolling, all that stuff, I think it's a great way to lead forward. Yeah, it sounds like you have a great start so far, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks, Andres. I really appreciate that. And you guys will be getting to know Andres and I more throughout the spring semester in our following episodes. So stay tuned for next week when Andres asks me a few questions about my history in athletics. In segment two, we bring on St. Thomas' strength and conditioning coordinator, Stuart Bourne. Stu works with a lot of teams here on campus and crafts specific to each muscle group and movement necessary for each sport. Hey, Stu. Thanks for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're super excited to have you today. Um, so in a normal year, we usually get to work with teams. You usually get to work with teams for more than three months doing lifting and conditioning before their seasons begin. What has it been like this year with only a limited number of weeks uh, with athletes after the gyms reopened this past January? Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's definitely been a challenge, but it's been one I think that I've been excited for. And I think that um, our athletes at St. Thomas have um, done a nice job embracing the challenge. It's been obviously different. We haven't been able to train as consistently as we normally do. Um, so that's right off the bat been uh, tough. And we've done a lot of our training up in our field house or uh, outside at the beginning of the year when the weather was still nice. And then uh, also in our arena. So the, the setting and the implements that we've been able to use to aid our training has been very different, but I've enjoyed that process. It's been a nice uh, change of pace. And some of our athletes have commented on that as well as, you know, that it's, 
it's obviously not the same as going into the weight room, but it's it's been different and they've enjoyed the, that kind of change of pace, especially if they've maybe been in the program for three or four years and have done a lot of uh, the same kind of workouts with me. So it's been a good change of pace and uh, it's been fun to just kind of try and be creative and see uh, what other kind of workouts and challenges that we could come up with for the athletes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, having done workouts with you, uh, I feel the same way. It is, It definitely is a different change of pace and I really like some of the more conditioning type stuff that we've been doing outside of lifting. Yeah, that's nice to hear. Uh, and that, that's something I, I, I hope to be able to continue to implement moving forward. Um, not just having all the workouts take place like in the weight room or just in the field house and be able to do some sort of combination of those two things whenever hopefully th things return somewhat back to normal and we could take advantage of all the um, uh, facilities and resources that we have on campus. Uh, how do you decide which specific exercises or like conditioning routines to do for each specific team that we have here? Because I know it's pretty different, you know, my, our softball workout is going to be super different than what you do with um, maybe basketball or uh, swim and dive, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, right off the bat, I mean, there, there are a lot of similarities with, between the, um, all, all, not all the sports, but many of the sports. Um, swim and dive is one where you mentioned that is very different. Um, and I also kind of categorize like ice hockey as being a very different sport, but a lot of the other sports that, um, that we think of as like team sports, like you mentioned, basketball, soccer, softball, um, football, they all require a lot of similar things, um, just because they all are sprinting, jumping, running, changing direction, coming to sudden stops. There's unpredictability to all those sports. So there's a lot of similarities, but as far as the differences, the main thing I try and focus on um, is based on my background as an athletic trainer um, is looking at the injuries, the type of injuries that you're going to see. And um, sometimes I can, you know, hit the nail on the head with that. And I think uh, do a pretty good job of providing um, stimulus that's going to reduce the risk of injury. Yeah. Um, and so that's usually my main goal with any training that we're doing is the number one goal first is can we reduce that, the, those injuries? And so then I look at, all right, what kind of uh, injuries is this sport going to have and what kind of exercises can I help feed uh, and aid to make those athletes more robust, whether it's like a shoulder, if we're talking about for swimmers, um, or if it's say uh, knees, if we're talking about soccer and basketball um, to try and protect those areas and those joints um, and what kind of exercises can we feed them to, to protect those, those body parts. And so usually that's how I'm going to uh, differentiate from uh, the, the most part from sport to sport. And then you mentioned, um, I think you mentioned like the energy systems. That's, that's an area where uh, for conditioning, I'm really going to try and make a, um, a, a larger distinction. So with like our hockey team, they go out and work out in shifts um, or play in shifts on the ice in games and in practices. So that's going to be look very different in how I maybe condition them or work them, those energy systems, than say uh, a soccer player, or a football player because um, those are going to be completely different. A hockey player is going to spend 30 to 60 seconds on the ice and go as hard as possible. Uh, a football player, uh, football play only lasts an average of about eight seconds, and then it's a lot of walking and resting. Yeah, you talk a ton to us about um, trying to, you know, prevent injuries and stuff. So that's really cool to hear from uh, the aspect of different sports, for sure. And then uh, I know that you've told me and the softball team a lot about the importance of nutrition and sleep for athletes. So I was wondering if you could give our listeners any helpful tips about sleep and and about like what to eat before or after uh, practices or workouts. Yeah, totally. I think um, it's 
this one is so personal with the, the food aspect of it that we're talking about. So when I talk to athletes about their nutrition, I try to keep it general and give them strategies that they can use at kind of wherever they, um, they, they need to, whether that's like you mentioned before, after, um, a workout, usually before you want to keep it pretty light. Um, the closer you get to that workout or that, uh, that game or that performance, um, the further out, then you can have a larger meal. So if you're going to eat, let's say three, three hours before you can have like a normal regular meal, if it's going to be something where you're waking up and then you're just heading right to the gym to get your workout in or for a practice or a game, then it's going to be something that a little bit lighter, um, on the lighter side. So maybe just like some fruit and some, uh, trail mix or something like that. Um, and then after a performance or practice or a workout, then you're looking, there's a few different, um, ways you can kind of go about it, but 20 and two is, is like a common, uh, phrase that nutritionists will use. Like within 20 minutes, you want to try and get some sort of snack in your system. And within two hours, you want to get like a full meal in your system that can look uh, different for a lot of different people, but you want to just make sure you kind of hit those macros of protein, carbs, and fat. And you want to make sure that you're getting a, a wide variety of foods to fill those categories. And when we're talking about protein, we're talking about like healthy proteins. And so a lot of athletes are surprised when I say, tell them, you know, a protein bar shouldn't probably be your main source of protein. That's like a every once in a while kind of thing. But otherwise you want to make sure you're getting your protein from either protein, uh, high foods, like vegetables, like you can find lots of different types of vegetables that have lots of high protein in it. Um, or in your lean meats, your fish, chicken, those kind of things. And then when we're talking carbs, you want to make sure that they're not, that they're complex carbs. So like fruits and whole grains, and then for rather than like, um, granola bars say, and a lot of athletes are surprised by that when I would tell them, don't eat so many granola bars. Don't, don't eat so many protein bars. And then, um, when it comes to the fats, you just want to make sure it's also healthy fats, like avocados, nuts, like walnuts, almonds, those kind of things. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for coming on today, Stu. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us and to our viewers at home. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. awesome having Stu come to talk to us today. He always gives us really good advice for the softball team and I know that he works a ton with the other athletes of other sports and so everybody really likes him. So that was super awesome having him come and give our listeners some advice. Yeah and speaking of other athletes uh, this weekend Tommy's had a great uh, weekend in sports winning almost all their games. Yeah. Uh, starting with men's hockey tying two to two versus St. John's. Uh, very exciting uh, end to the game there. Tommy's down 2-0 in the third period, coming in with two more goals from uh, Justin Kelly and uh, Kimball Johnson. It was really exciting to be there to watch. And then Baribu with a great glove save at the end, almost ending the game for a win for the Johnnies, but saving it with like a minute 30 left. It was really, really exciting to see and really exciting to watch. Yeah, in overtime too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was, and it was only one overtime. Uh, like I said, it's the was the last game for the Tojo uh, Tojo competition at on home ice for the Tommies. So it was nice to uh, didn't get the win, but nice way to end the tie and just really exciting game overall. Um, that, those games are always physical between the two. So just really fun game. For sure. Yeah, it's it was really exciting. I read the recap of it. It's pretty crazy. And then uh, for women's hockey, uh, they won on Wednesday, four to three versus Concordia College at home. 
uh, junior goalie Kaylee Engen helped the women's hockey team to a 4-3 win over Concordia Moorhead in her first career start on Wednesday. So great way to start off the season for herself. Maya Almick and Kate Winnetke scored goals, which always great. It was a 2-1 lead. Uh, freshman Lauren Ennian's goal uh, was midway through the second period and built a 3-1 lead. And Chloe McKinley scored five minutes into the third frame for a 4-2 lead. Great way to, to just build on goals. Again, winning 4-3. Women's hockey is doing absolutely amazing right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, there's no championships or playoffs, but always great to end a season, especially with the Mayak, with all the history we have to end off on a good note. So yeah. great job to the ladies on the, on the ice. For sure. Do you want to hear a fun fact about the women's hockey team? Sure. So St. Thomas's 25 goals this season have come from 16 different players over just six games. So definitely a lot of offensive power for the, the women this year. Yeah, everyone's getting turns, everyone's getting goals, and there you go, team sport, and that's how you win games. Yeah, absolutely. Good for them. So then next, um, I know the men's basketball team, they also had their last home Tojo basketball game ever just this past Wednesday. And so they got the dub over St. John's. So that was uh, 76 to 64. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty awesome. I know a lot of the guys were going off for threes that game. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, this past Saturday, they also played, it was away though at Augsburg and the boys won uh, 81 to 70. They are still unbeaten. They're number seven overall currently. Juniors Riley Miller and Anders Nelson are both really awesome and they've been doing super well this season. And they complimented each other super well that game. Uh, Miller scored 18 of his 20 total points in the first half. And then Anders Nelson scored all 18 of his points in the second half. So they really worked well off of each other. You know, one person scored a bunch in the first half and then the other yeah. person scored a bunch in the second half. So that's super cool. Yeah, I think uh, Riley Miller especially is coming off a great year. Last year, yeah. the last regular season game, getting that buzzer beater. I believe it was against St. Mary's to win the co-championship with St. John's. And he's definitely finding himself with Anders and they're becoming a great duo on the on the court it's fun to watch them both yeah you're totally right uh sophomore Will Engels also he got his first career start for that game so that's pretty cool he was uh six for six on the day for 12 points in only 25 minutes so yeah, shout yeah. out to him that was pretty cool you're finishing with 100 percent. always good to go into that yeah <laughs> <laughs> the next men's game is scheduled to play they were they were scheduled to play uh tonight again against St. Mary's at home but unfortunately it has been postponed due to COVID-19 protocols yeah and that's that's just the world of sports right now unfortunately you try to play as many as you can fit them in but you know when we get sports we get sports and we, we got to enjoy that time but absolutely soon, soon it'll be coming where it's a normal thing again and we can all Root on the Tommies from the sidelines. Absolutely. I agree. Next, we have women's basketball, which played last Wednesday and last Saturday. And so last Wednesday, they were away at St. Benedict. And unfortunately, they suffered their first loss of the season, losing by five. They rebounded really well, though, this past Saturday against Augsburg at home um, with a 89-42 win. Freshman guard Caitlin Stanley scored a career-high 14 points. Uh, 12 different players scored for the Tommies who knocked down 10 of 17 from three-point range. So a lot of a lot of threes that day, a mm. lot of offensive power for them. They shot 57% on the day. So that's pretty good. Yeah, especially coming off a loss just by five points and then blowing out Augsburg 89 to 42. Uh, unfortunately, in that game, um, Maddie Shermer had an ankle injury and not looked too well. Uh, we're wishing the best for her as she recovers. Um, the Tommies last year were all brand new, a lot of new faces and a lot of the uh, leaders on the team. I know 
Kaya Porter was out um, for a long, for almost all the season. Yeah. So it's nice to see them working together, melding together and doing real well. I mean, 89-42 is not anything to, to just laugh about. It's definitely showing how well they work together. And again, five point loss to St. Ben's, not anything to hang your head about. Scoring 88 to 83, that's a lot of points. You're doing something, right? So um, yeah, women's basketball, doing real great right now. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, and then their next game is scheduled for Wednesday night at home against the unbeaten Gustavus. They sit atop the leaderboard right now for the Mayak rankings. Yeah, that'll definitely be a way to show their teamsmanship, how well they work together. And Gustavus, like you said, unbeaten. Uh, it's going to be a tough one, but that means it's just going to be a greater game. Yeah, absolutely. I get to cover that game for Tommy Media, so and I have a feeling it's going to be a really great game, right. so I'm super excited for that. I'll see you there. Heck yeah. Um, and then for this weekend on indoor track and field, uh, they were competing against Gustavus College. The men's team won six of 14 events and added 11 seconds and 11 uh, third place uh, showings. And St. Thomas sophomore Joe Hugh had a career best mark of a little over 62 feet in the weight throw, which matches the best throw this season by any Division three athlete in the nation. So, uh, yeah, 62 feet for a weighted throw is that's a, that's a long way, yeah. long, long way. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was watching him during that event because I was mm. working there and it was pretty insane. It, a lot of people like just that are in there, uh, it's, there's no spectators right now. It's mm. all people working or the athletes or the coaches, tons of people, they flock over there to watch him. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. It's pretty crazy how, um, how many people like to go watch him because yeah, you know, it's going to be a show when he, when it's his turn to turn to throw the weight throw. That's, I just can't fathom, 62 feet of a weighted throw. That's insane. Um, senior Gage O'Brien had a top 15 Division three mark in the shot put to second place. Eric DeVille uh, lowered his season best to 7.07 in the 60 dash, which is the top 50 time in Division three. Uh, other winners for the Tommies were Jake Kelly in the high jump, Aiden Reisenthaler in the pole vault, Matt Gills in the mile and the four by 400 rally relay team of Mason Thedens, Eric Swarski, Ethan Unruh, and Maxwell Gifford. The final competition for the 2020-2021 season for the men's and women's indoor track and season uh, field uh, season comes this Saturday, March 6th against St. John's University and the College of St. Ben. So again, uh, one last Tojo um, competition between Tommies and Johnnies and the Bennies. Again, that'll be Something that I think the Mayak is definitely going to miss. Um, again, 100 years of Mayak, uh, St. Thomas, uh, and I believe St. John's being some of the um, people that initiate the Mayak. Um, it'll be pretty sad, but also a really great uh, event. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm super excited to see that. I have two roommates who run on the on the indoor track and field team, so mm-hmm. um, I'm super excited to hear how it goes for them. I hope they do well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it sounds like last week was a really great week in sports here for the Tommies. Lots of games and lots of wins. Uh, I look forward to being able to recap more games in our future episodes pending COVID-19 stays away from our teams and that we get some more games in. Yeah, not only just uh, more games to recap, but a lot of guests, a lot of topics to talk about. Uh, As you mentioned, interesting game or interesting year for sports in general. And I think we're coming around the corner where we'll start seeing sports start to uh, show up. Spring training, they're allowing fans now. Start a baseball season. I know in basketball, they're getting some uh, fans in the stands. So it'll be fun to see how sports evolve and um, join us for for all of that on the podcast. I'm Andres Tejeda. And I'm Cam Kaufman. And we'll see you next time on Keep the Ball Rolling.